Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 30th of November 2011. For newcomers, you should always make use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com websites and you'll see a whole bunch of other sites listed on that one. These are all the official sites. They all carry audios, hundreds of audios for download, free download, and they have uh, transcripts in English for prints up as well. If you want transcripts in other languages, go into Alan Watts Sentient, sentinel.eu, which is also listed on cuttingthroughthematrix.com site, and help yourself to the variety offered there. Remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you because I don't bring on advertisers as guests who terrify you and then sell you antidotes. And um, uh, the advertise the advertisements you hear in, in this particular show, you'll find um, they're paid directly by the advertisers to RBN for the airtime and for for the equipment staff, their power and their bills and and so on. Uh, hopefully, at least in a way, because these bills are pretty steep for these radio stations. So anyway, you can help me out by by uh, by keeping on here by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com websites. And uh, to order, you, you'll go into cuttingthroughmates.com. You'll find out how to order them. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check. You can also use an international postal money order. You can use uh, send some send cash as well. And PayPal, of course. Across the world, you get Western Union, uh, PayPal, uh, MoneyGram, and that's about it. But remember, straight donations are certainly welcome too, because although I'm not building an empire here, I do have to get by, as they say, and uh, my equipment goes bust as well, and everything needs replacement. It's, uh, the junk that we're buying from China is just something else, because all these electronics are not intended to last very long, because they keep coming up with new models, new models, and that's the whole idea, is to make you keep buying more and more, and you don't expect them to actually to, to last very long nowadays. It's amazing how we've been trained now not to expect anything to last, and, and we do, we expect that. So anyway, things go bust, and it's good if you can help me out with my little problems here as well. I try to get information out on what was called the New World Order. The New World Order is here. It's always new. It's adding updates to it all the time. And I try to go through the history of who started the whole agenda off, at least the ones who became visible uh, in, the, in the, the 19th and 20th centuries to the present time. And, of course, they are a front. It's, it's always been with us, really. And, of course, money is always behind everything. No one questions why the whole world's running on the same system of money. And the last few countries that don't have central banks are being bombed into, into the, the dust right now, or, and shortly more to join them as well, to make sure they all are dependent upon a world bank, the International Monetary Fund, and the Bank for International Settlements, something that was discussed a long time ago by a group, at least, who came out into the open eventually uh, when they were caught by Winston Churchill and others. And they call themselves eventually the Royal Institute for International Affairs and the Council on Foreign Relations is the name they go by in the U.S. They're all across the world. They have a branch for the whole of the European Union parliamentarians and they have ones for the far Pacific Rim region as well. So they run uh, the banking system. They run all your media 
all your media, uh, it's paper, electronic, all means, television, everything. Because, after all, for controlling a world, you must control the minds of the public. That's very, very basic, isn't it? And they're all coordinated together. Almost all the news in the world now comes, for the West definitely, comes through really two, uh, two venues, and uh, they come from the same owner, basically. Rothschilds started up Reuters a long time ago, and, of course, they've got the AP, etc. And they have their own branches across for China and everywhere else as well, by the way, for those who think China is really independent. Same with Russia and elsewhere. So we're, we're going through a big, big change. A change was planned, and we've all altered ourselves and adapted to the situations as we go through the changes for the actual changes to come. We have already been adapting to them. Most will take it all in their stride. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and just talking about this this world system we live in. You can call it what you want, new world order, a new beginning of things, whatever. There's a whole bunch of terms that's used out there by the big boys themselves. Globalism is another one, of course. Uh, interdependence is, is part of it too. And interdependence means really that you're you're not independent for for anything in your, your yourself, your own personal life, or your country for that matter. It means you're dependent completely on every other country. And it's not every other country, it's the guys that own the countries. All of them. All of them. The money boys own them all. That's because that's who set up this system and the institution, Royal Institute of International Affairs, they're all bankers, international bankers. They set up the thing to bring up, to, t- to take over the whole darn world. Using wars as well, by the way. The first one they used was the Boer War. That's in their official history. They actually caused the Boer War and blamed it on the Boers. Typical uh, game that they play when for propaganda. Still using the same techniques today. They always they always work, you know. And so you always demonize your enemy and say so weapons of mass destruction, etc. And the worst demon the world's ever seen, and uh, the great Satan. All these names that they, they use, and and most folk don't really care what your country does with your cash your tax money, as you go off to bomb other countries, you get nothing out of it yourself except more debt, more taxes, and the big boys uh, simply plunder and steal everything in those countries they're invading. But as you go back to the books from the Royal Institute of International Affairs, go back to the books by Professor Carl Quigley, Tragedy and Hope, and the Anglo-American Establishment, and you'll find their techniques are all in there. That's so interesting, too, because the Cecil Rhodes group that, that formed part, that one of the nucleuses that joined with the Milner group, the banking establishment, uh, that became the Royal Institute of International Affairs, they used to use drugs. From the very beginning, they used drugs. And they used drugs, too, to bring down China and other countries. That's why they wanted India. That's why we're in Afghanistan still today. We're guarding the poppy fields for the same characters. And yet, the beauty of it is, too, they understood that if you own the money of the planets, like Rothschild said, I don't care who the puppet in front is, he says, give me the charge of the money and I'll control the country anyway, and the British Empire. Well, it, it doesn't really matter uh, what parties you, you vote in. They're all ruled by the same system, run by the same people, and obviously they get their way. They get their way. There's only one agenda. And the trick is to, to train us all universally across the world now, with a standardized education, with their standardized version of history, which has always been rewritten, and, uh, and training us all to be good, good citizens. Every country says that, be a good citizen. 
And being, uh, being a good citizen means simply being politically correct. That means updating yourself like a computer program with the next update. Just jump on it right away and start parroting it. And, say, and, and pretend it's always been that way. Oh, I've always thought that about so-and-so or, or, or these people or whatever it happens to be. I've, oh, I've always been for that. And, and you'll get up the ladder, you see. So we adapt and we adapt and adapt in preparation for the next part of the agenda and the next part and the next part. Very simple techniques. Neuroscientists by the thousands are employed by governments across the world, by the thousands by the United Nations alone, that's helping to form the nucleus of this order. And uh, neuroscientists, psychologists, they have all kinds of anthropologists working with them too. Everything to do with behavior of human beings down through the ages to ensure they don't have much of a problem bringing in the system. We're allowed a few riots here and there, and uh, that's good for the terror business. You know, we need more police, we need more uh, tanks, etc. And uh, and uh, it gives us a bit of steam as well. It makes everyone else think something's being done about these rats that run the world. But it's not really. Nothing's really been done at all about them. Uh, so... What I try to do here, as I say, is documents that give you the books to, to look at uh, fascinating histories, as I say, of, of just a, two or three of the institutions that run this world, fascinating histories, where they actually admit in their own records that, that they would need world wars. Need world wars. That was World War One and Two before they happened, of course. But they would need world wars to bring the people to their knees. So we give up national sovereignty. And it wasn't just national sovereignty. It was to bring up, the, bring in the whole agenda of what we thought was communism. All funded by the big international bankers. Because under communism, you see, they could deal much more swiftly with governments. They could lend to governments rather than lend to individual people. The governments would, would then get the heavies or, or create a t- tax department to send out the heavies to get, collect the cash for them on their behalf. And they much prefer it that way too. Then the governments themselves would act like lenders by signing treaties and dishing out the taxpayers' money across the planet. They would end up not in third world countries, maybe technically in third world countries, but really for their other branches of international, transnational corporations. That's where the money all goes. Hasn't changed today. Most folk don't really care, you know. Most folk don't really care about it. They're too happy because never in history has so much entertainment, cheap, plentiful entertainment being dished upon them uh, across the whole world. doesn't matter what country you look at, they can be living in utter poverty, but someone's got an iPhone there somewhere, and someone's got a, uh, some gadget or other that's getting some kind of electronic entertainment for free uh, coming across the airwaves. And uh, it's an interesting thing, because this has never happened in history before. Never happened in history before. Cheap, 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 plentiful, ever-increasing entertainment just dished out by the ton every day. And the people gobble it up. I can tell from this particular uh, position I'm in here, where I get hundreds and hundreds of emails every single day and night, seven days a week, where people's minds are. And you can see the trends. I've talked about trends before, the techniques that are used to control you, your mind, to guide you, and to guide your minds, even guide your opinions and eventually even your vote sometimes. But you're always prompted and nudged, as they call it at the top. They actually call it nudging and prompting you to think in certain terms. But I can, I can see how they work on the people. And with every, t- every com- new computer version that comes out now, 
if you look into any site at all, the darn thing's trying to say, well, people who watched this or read that would also also watch this or read this. M- meaning what? See, they understand that this, this strange thing about people, people want to be the same. There's a sameness in the people. They'll want to be this. Well, if they all looked at the same thing and then they looked at that, then I should do the same thing as well. Why? Why should you do that? Because everyone else did. And for all the things that are happening across the world, NATO has given the go-ahead eventually they're really ramping up against Syria and Libya at the same time for another plundering war. And, uh, and of course, everyone's going to be taxed, incredibly taxed to the hilt. We've been plundered again with the latest climate uh, uh, fiasco that's went on. I don't believe what they're telling you. They've actually got us all down for giving up more billions of dollars across the world to supposedly stop climate change from getting too bad. Um, that's all I'm getting letters in here and emails about women gets run over by a, a steamroller. No kidding. I've lost count of how many folk women gets run over by a steamroller. And, and trivia like this. That's what you throw out by the bucket full to the, to the circus crowd, the ones that like circuses. You know, the bearded lady, you know, and the dwarf and stuff. And they lap it up. They must lap it up because they send it to me. And it's all going round and round and round in what's called trends. Trends. So anything comes in a little while ago too, maybe a week or so ago, that, that you know, the great scientists that come up with all these theories, remember our theories, I guess. We're a bunch of guys wearing white coats with the same kind of degree, uh, make guesses about the same thing and come to a consensus on it. So they call it a theory, you know. And they, 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 they're on about uh, uh, ancient man, different types of man breeding with uh, Neanderthals and all the rest of it. And, and you wouldn't believe the incredible questions you, I've, I've had coming in here. Incredible. Never mind, never mind who's running the world today. They wanted to find out how it started. Was it these guys? And the thing is, you see, that with a good conspiracy theory, you can keep it going forever because no one can prove it right or wrong. That's why it's a conspiracy theory. When you stick to the facts, it's not interesting, so no one, no one wants to know. When you stick to stuff you can prove, no one wants to know. But that's the world we live in, entertainment. And unfortunately, people are, are, are really blending entertainment uh, with uh, all the serious stuff to such an extent now they can't tell the difference. They can't tell the difference. And it's a sad state of affairs. I remember doing a broadcast back in uh, the late 90s, and I mentioned that the libraries, I noticed the libraries have been changing for 10 years, even the bookstores as well. Going the same way. One time you always had history, ancient history, medieval history, etc. And you would have fiction for fiction, and fiction was always fiction. And you have non-fiction. Uh, you would have religious sections and so on. And then you started to, 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 to kind of meld them all together. And, and then you would get these weird, weird um, um, things on, on ancient mythology really put in along with the history are being labelled under mythology. And now it's all mushed together. And, and this is deliberate, by the way. It doesn't happen by... It's, there is no trend through any profession, including librarians, that, that starts off by itself, like one brand saying, I, I think we'll do it this way. And then they all follow suit. It doesn't happen like that. Everything in culture comes from the top down. You understand? 
And that was in preparation for all the, the stuff that's getting churned out by the, by the ton now and dumped on the public who are so mind bombed already by flattened ladies by steamroller and stuff like this that, 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 that it's quite easy to, to get them in, in, into a state where they don't know what fact and fiction is. And then there's even entertainment programs out there, television, radio, that really suck them in. And that's fine when it's classed as entertainment. And it's, only, and it's fine, too, if the listeners could remember it's entertainment. But it's often presented in a different fashion. And they will often bring on real stuff and bring on entertainment until literally the whole stuff is just a mush. That's a form of psychological warfare, you see. Right up there with the best of propaganda or intelligence, counterintelligence. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I am back, cutting through the matrix, and just talking about how our minds are moulded, always in advance of big changes, in preparation for the changes, and last folk to figure it out are the ones who, who've adapted, and that's what's about adaptation. Always adapting to the next part of the system, the next part of the system, and of course now they can make it even more pleasurable, to an extent, with, with entertainment and stuff that used to be forbidden etc. is now dished out there for you to lap up to get you all ready for this new system where you'll be totally defunct actually defunct is the word and and ruled very easily by a global government technically you already are because people who have nothing to stand up for um, really are defeated that's been the, that's what Asian history is all about the ones who knew how to to exploit that situation certainly did. And, of course, the money boys came out of that system, too. It was far easier to go into those countries that couldn't stand together and uh, exploit them and lend cash and give out trinklets and then e- end up with the debts and compound interest. And then you simply bought the country over and uh, sent their armies off to plunder other countries. This is, this is really what mankind is all about, or, or what they call civilization, I should say. And we take it all for granted because it's the same system we're in today. I've mentioned a thousand million times that uh, every mammal, every mammal looks to its parent to warn it as to what to be wary of, what's this predator species, what to watch out for. And if it doesn't happen, uh, it's, it's just bait. The animal's bait for the first one that comes along. It'll run up to the thing that's going to eat it. And humans are no different. If the parents don't know, and their culture's been destroyed, and their morality is totally destroyed, then they, they think everything's normal, and they pass that on to the child, who thinks everything's quite normal too. Never dawns on them there could be a thousand other ways you could go, that mankind could actually go. Never dawns on them at all. So much so that when they grow up, they'll actually go and fight, and, and to earn money, you know. That's the reason you people go off and fight and be soldiers and stuff, is to get respect rather than being on the street, just one of millions, nobodies, and to get cash. And, and so they often fight for other people's wars. Today it's more mercenary. They don't really care what the, what the reason is for the wars because, um, they know they're mercenaries. They know they're not saving their countries from anything. 
They see the same articles in the papers, mainstream as we do, about the exploitation and the commandeering of oil fields and gold, silver, everything else that's out there, water too, big one, water. Handed off to private corporations, big fat men that never uh, put a combat any combat gear on or dirty their hands in any way, shape or form. They know that. And yet we're told to worship them. You know. But I never told them to go off to war. So why should you worship them? Who are they defending? It's, it's all to do with perception management. And perception management is a key to everything. Everything out there from the time you're born is propaganda. It's an old, old, old art, running, running nations. It's an old, ancient art. It's not lost between generations that the like, drooling elite lose it and let you vote for a party that could go anyway. No, no, they don't allow anybody to go any way they want to. They've got to be sure that everyone's going to, everything's going to run to plan and it doesn't matter about the party, it's going to go in the same direction under the th- same authority for the same reasons. So it's all perception management, all this left-wing, right-wing nonsense. And the last ones to figure out are the ones that it's played upon. But mind you, just say though, in between it all, you have these fascinating stories like, like, like women gets flattened by, you know, steamroller, uh, stuff like that. Now, I've mentioned many, many times that one of the biggest, uh, hammers we have is this nonsense about climate change or global warming. I've given you the histories from the Club of Rome. And that was the big think tank that was, uh, is funded by the foundations, the bankers' foundations. And it's the premier think tank, one of the premier think tanks for the United Nations. They wanted a reason to bring the, uh, a, a sort of semi-plausible reason to bring the world together. They'd already gone through in previous generations, could we be, have a, attacks by UFOs? Prime ministers said that. One prime minister of Canada said that if we were attacked by UFOs, we'd all have to come together and dissolve our dis- differences to fight a common enemy. So that tactic, you see, is, is used. And so they scrapped that one, and uh, the, the Club of Rome came up with the idea of something pretty close, something from out there. Well, the climate, you see, solar winds, all the rest of it, the climate change, global warming. And they said themselves, that would fit the bill, you know. It would, it would cause uh, famines and floods and all that kind of stuff, and that would fit the bill. And the idea, too, was to go along the old Marxian road of what's called the redistribution of wealth of all the taxpayers across the world that would sign on to treaties to, to save this invisible threat that's at us all the time out there, you know, way out there. And um, they've been awfully successful with it, regardless of the exposés that's come out uh, on, on the frauds involved. doesn't matter. I said that at the beginning. It wouldn't matter if God himself came down and says it's all a scam and gave you all the proof. It wouldn't matter. This is a must-be agenda. They've got everything pins on taking all of your cash and putting you into austerity in the, on the way, by the way, because you see you're post-consumer now. So all the extra cash jingling in your pocket won't go to buy yourself little good goodies. It'll, it'll go to paying basic things and heavy taxations to spread across the world for the corporations to claim, who are now based in third world countries. Back with more after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. Talking about climate change and other things too, and all the cons that have been pulled on the public, who really don't care, most of them. Most of them don't care. And other ones prefer, you can actually choose what you want to believe, but they prefer, they actually prefer to believe. And that's what I mean, believe, it's a belief thing. Uh, they want to believe uh, all this, the stuff that the BBC and, and big organizations like that churn out about it, all the lies. They're always exposed, mind you, it doesn't matter. Because if you're a believer, it's like religion, you're a true believer, you always believe in it, regardless. As, a, as opposed to facts, you see. So even when the facts are presented, uh, they still want to go back to their cozy little belief, which is the end product of socialism, where you are used to being managed by people you, you subconsciously take as your betters. That's what it is. Your betters and experts are up there somehow uh, taking care of all this this juggling act above you, stuff that's too, too deep and complicated or time-consuming for you to be bothered about. And so you're, you've been socialized by socialism, which, of course, came out from the bankers. And you're conquered. But it really doesn't matter, as I say, because I say, if God himself came down and showed you all the facts under the sun, uh, it wouldn't matter to the agenda. They're going to go ahead with this anyway. And we're, we're spending billions and billions of more dollars uh, and pounds across the planet to to supposedly, you know, wave off. Maybe it'll give us all fans and we can sort of cool the planet by all fanning at the same time across the... I'm surprised nobody in a talk radio or, or television or some big wig on TV stations come out and says, let's all hold hands and use the fans, probably made in China, at the same time, and we'll, we'll do a temperature reading before and afterwards. Maybe they should do that with the pure stuff, all those big cons. That, that might do, you know, that sort of the butterfly effect thing, you know. Anyway, and as I say, it doesn't matter how much proof comes out. This is a political agenda, a social political agenda, the whole uh, climate gate scam anyway. Climate gate scientists did collude with government officials to hide research that didn't fit their ap- apocalyptic uh, global warming theory. And it goes about the 5,000 leaked emails. And uh, it talks about meeting with all the different scientists who are getting highly paid for this political agenda. Uh, uh, working alongside governments to put out the lies to the public. I'll put that up. Not that it'll matter. Everyone will forget about it pretty shortly anyway. And then you find what really happens at these conferences. Everyone said, oh, that's the end of them all now. They won't go ahead with this scam. Oh, yeah, you've still got more money to go. Anger aid to help Africa cope with climate change as UK. The UK has just been pouring billions and billions as tax money and borrowing billions, by the way. The bankers love this. You borrow from the same guys, eh? You borrow this, the, the money to give away <laughs> to end up back in the same guys' pockets again. And it says, as the UK faces economic meltdown, the ministers, the politicians hand over £330 million to Africa to fight global warming and climate change. And it's to go up to a billion pounds. A billion. Wow. You know, I think, if they would, if you realize how much money is hung on your head by your politicians every day, you'd, maybe then, I don't know even, but maybe then you'd get a shock. If, if you were given, um, what you owe, 
every month are getting a, given a bill because the government signed you down as guarantors to pay off all these loans they give, give to the United Nations and, 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 and all these plans that they have abroad, etc. If they actually billed you for it, you'd be in utter shock. Hopefully, I'd, I really hope, uh, and keep my faith in humanity, I'd hope there'd be some reaction out of you. But because you don't see it, it's like it's, 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 it's not you who's involved. But here's Britain, and we're all doing this, by the way, not just Britain. But at least Britain publishes it. Other ones keep pretty secretive about it. But they're going to pay a, a billion pounds to Africa from the taxpayers' money. I, I mentioned two weeks ago about all the about 30,000 folk are dying in colds in their own houses in Britain because they can't afford the fuel every year. But let's give a billion pounds to Africa. Which goes into, again, same international corporations, doesn't get to Africans or change anything. But this is the redistribution of wealth. You never dreamed it was the bankers that dreamed up that. You didn't know it was the bankers that funded all Marx. This poor guy, this working type guy that is one personal servant, eh? <laughs> Quite the working guy. Bankers came up with the idea. Anyway. It says a 330 million pounds hands out will be spent over the next four years on schemes to install solar power plants encouraging investment in low carbon transport. All, all the same usual nonsense, eh? All the, the same usual nonsense. And then when you skip across to, as I say, um, this one here too, it's got, uh, there's, there's one there about windmills, the thousands of windmills in the States that have now gone defunct and are just sort of, well, like, you know, Dylan said, blowing in the wind. They're just sort of squeaking around there, uh, rusty and making a lot of noise, killing a lot of birds. Uh, and they're all just defunct, old windmills, thousands, and there's 1,400 of them, 1,400. That's it there, actually. 14,000, that's ah, 14,000 abandoned wind turbines in the USA. Who's profiting on this scam, eh? Is that hard to figure out? There are many hidden truths about the world of wind turbines from the pollution and environmental damage caused in China by manufacturing bird choppers, the blight on people's lives of noise and flicker factor, and the countless number of birds that are killed each year by these blots on the landscape. The symbol of green renewable energy, our saviour from the non-existent problem of global warming, Abandoned wind farms are starting to litter the planet as global, as globally governments cut the subsidies or the taxes that consumers pay for the privilege of having a very expensive power source that does not work every day for various reasons, like it's too cold or the wind speed is too high. The US experience with wind farms has left over 14,000 wind turbines abandoned and slowly decaying. In most instances, the turbines are just left as symbols of a dying climate religion. Nowhere have the green environmentalists appeared to clean up the mess or even complain about abandoned wind farms. And it says, um, they've had them since 1981. That's when the con men first got in on the act, you know, the guys that wanted all these guaranteed payments for windmills. I mean, probably charging four times as much since the government's going to use your money to buy them. <laughs> And then they go through the different places where they are. There's, there's, there's even one that's a 100-acre site of the former, uh, it's called Kamau Wind Farm. Some of them are in Hawaii, some of them are elsewhere in the U.S., maybe in California, etc. But uh, there they are, just kind of spinning in the wind and, and killing birds and squeaking a lot and uh, making a lot of noise. And they want to put more ones up elsewhere, you see. So they, and they hope you forget all about these ones. 
that didn't work either for very long. <laughs> what a world, eh? What a world. Now, I've mentioned many times too about a society who has uh, got no moral stances on anything, no moral values, um, can't stand. I'm not the first one to say that. The ancients said that in Greece and Rome and elsewhere too. It's a, it's a symptom of a society going down is when you get uh, children who are at the mercy of pedophiliacs and all kinds of deviant behavior uh, burst forth. It's for, even for entertainment. And even generations grew up eventually thinking it's all quite normal. It's normalized then, you see. You normalize all perversion. And the more perversion there is, there, then there's no memory left eventually, very quickly actually, uh, of what normal was. Well, normal was everything that kept you as a people or a family or a tribe or a nation intact. It enabled you to spot what, what would destroy you. So the greatest trick for those who want to dominate you, and this is an old trick too, used in ancient times as well, was to utterly debase society to, to the state where they couldn't tell. It really, people sincerely couldn't tell what was wrong or right or anything else. It's all morally relative. They call it moral relativism. Nothing's really wrong and, well, nothing's really right. It's just something like Monty Python, isn't it? A Monty Python sketch. So anyway, the pedophile who downloaded extreme child porn spared prison after the judge says it will make him worse. So, you see, more and more of that, and I said years ago, eventually, there'll be no such thing in your, in your dictionary as pedophilia. Uh, they, they want to rename it, actually. They, they want to rename it intergenerational sex, you see. Well, I don't care how, how, how even if a young child agrees, um, how could a young child agree to something that doesn't even know the ramifications of down the road? So don't give us, don't, don't con us all with, with this rubbish that comes from all the perverted side, you know. There's lots of them, by the way. And uh, so when the PFL is, uh, is free because the judge says I'll make him worse if he goes to prison. I didn't know they're putting children in them in prison unless this judge has got something else on the go. But it says um, that he, this judge provoked outrage yesterday after sparing a pedophilic jail because it would only make him worse. And Christopher Arno, 21, faced up to 18 months in prison after downloading more than 800 revolting images of child abuse. Mind you, too, it also tells you the cops are all watching these guys because they know who they all are. And I wonder what it does to the cops' minds as well. Remember, we read that article last week about the top psychiatrist in Canada who was given one of the highest awards in Canada who had to end up seeing psychiatrists himself uh, because he made this his study. (laughs) You can't allow this stuff into your brain, folks. You can't. You can't. And I know folk too who will email me and say, oh, but I love all that stuff. Young people who've been taught from, from birth, it's okay, everything's fine, it's wonderful. And then they get addicted to it. Utterly addicted until they can't have normal relationships in any way, shape or form. Which suits the agenda fine because that's the end of the family unit. That's another plank of the Communist, communist Manifesto actually been successful. It's, it's, it's been done. They've all been done actually. And here's an art, here's another, there's other articles here too about um, uh, other paedophiliacs too. Uh, former Member of Parliament Terry Martin walks free after sex with a 12-year-old. This is a politician in Australia. He walks free after sex with a 12-year-old. So they're getting us all ready, you see, for, for norm, normalizing paedophilia and then the reworded intergenerational Consensual sex, you know. They actually seeking if it's consensual sex with an animal now too. 
I guess that includes turkeys and things. Anyway, Terry Martin showed no sign of emotion and refused all requests for comment as he walked free from Supreme Court in Hobart this afternoon after he was found guilty of having sex with a 12-year-old girl. So it was it paid for sex, eh? It says Martin last week found guilty of having underage sex with a 12-year-old prostituted by her mother and mother's friend. So the mother and her mother's friend uh, sold her, basically, for to this perv. And... Um, that shows you too, it's intergenerational, the perversion now too. So fast it's, so fast it just takes off. Anyway, he pleaded not guilty and argued from the start that he believed the girl was 18. Yeah, right. He became involved with her after responding to an ad for her services and the newspaper listing her as Angela 18 new in town. Getting sold by the mother, eh, for sex. But the jury found, uh, he ought to have known, so the jury knew, it was a judge basically, who, he must have been pretty, well he was high up there, he was probably in the best Masonic Lodge there is too. And what the judge tried to, to, to dig up was his medication for Parkinson's disease, uh, made him, made him feel super sexual. Uh, you wonder if this, this is actually an ad, because everybody will want this stuff for Parkinson's disease now too, you know that's going to happen, don't you? They're also brain dead out there. Anyway, this guy got off with it, and he's acquitted for this, that, and the other. And so it's okay for special people to do this, that, and the other, isn't it? But you remember, too, in 2010, remember all this stuff about Jerry F. Epstein? Remember Jerry Epstein, for those who can remember anything? The hedge fund mogul, remember? Oh, it made all those millions. Sharp mind, psychopathic type, you know. Bags of money. And uh, he he was bringing children from all over the world in his private jets, getting flown into the U.S. And he was giving a little slap on the wrist too, really, wasn't he? For what he was up to, because he was stinking rich. And and we all the big bankers, in fact, relate to a lot of them. So no one really cares. Well, as I say, when you can't really defend your children, it's all finished. It's not even defending your children. Uh, you, you, everybody wants to use them. See, everything's used today. Everything is for your use. You know, everyone's hedonistic today and narcissistic. It's all about me, isn't it? Isn't that what Bertrand Russell says it would do? We'll create a society where it's all about me. And your little world will revolve around you. And, and all you'll care about is your own, do I feel good? Am I getting what I want? That's all. Again, when everyone's doing their own little thing, no one stands together for anything. All techniques, very successful. Very, very successful. And everything, of course, um, has its fallout. Uh, a lot of physics, of course, there's always a reaction to every action that comes out there. <clears throat> and um, now Britain wants to pretty well test everyone that comes into clinics and to see doctors for HIV. Because it's a fallout of it, just like papillomavirus, you know, genital warts, as you call them, as a fallout, too, of promiscuity, as is syphilis, still rampant, by the way, and gonorrhea, and non-specific urethritis, and a whole bunch of other ones that make you infertile. It says, UK experts call for universal HIV testing in a bid to reduce infections, the BBC News has said. This widely reported news is based on recommendations in the Health Protection Agency's annual report, 
on HIV in the UK. The HPA says the number of people living with HIV has reached an estimated 91,500. That's what they've got from their clinic testing. They really don't know what's, how many is out there. It's a lot, hell, a lot more than that. It's about more than 21,000 of these people may not know that they have the infection. It's, it's a lot more than that. It has to be a lot more than that. Why was that? It's because, you see, when, when they first discovered this, this was out, and it was called AIDS then, because it was a, you might even say it was a different disease. AIDS brought them down awfully quickly, and they came out in all kinds of facial cancers and bodily cancers within about a year and die very quickly. But they would not, because there's a political agenda on the go. They'd always done with any, anything that's highly contagious and quarantine them and stop it in its tracks. Everything else you can quarantine people for, or even today. Everything else, you, you, when you go into a, a, a clinic uh, for venereal disease, then they call them social diseases. I call it, it's very intimate for a social disease, isn't it? Anyway, uh, when you go to a clinic and you have gonorrhea, they send out tracers to try and find out all your contacts so they can stop it, contain it, and treat the ones that don't know they're infected. But you couldn't do it with, with, with this killer because of, of a social agenda. And there's a lot more to behind it than that, of course, too. But anyway, uh, there's an awful fallout there, too. And sterility is one of the biggest problems in the world today. Uh, and, and the civilized, well, I hate that word, civilized, but in the so-called developed world, this, this really going way down, we're plummeting down as a developed country, uh, our con- a group of countries. But really, um, there's chlamydia and all kinds of things that people don't know they have. And it sterilizes them. And then added to that, you've got all the attacks of all the all the, the, the estrogen mimickers that are putting your food and your plastics and bottled waters and all the rest of it too. What a world that we call this civilization. And it isn't interesting with civilization, you've got banking, then civilization, then something called progress. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. I'm also putting up tonight too, um, it's called 30, uh, 30 uh, signs that basically America is, is a, turned into a prison. For those who are not quite sure yet, I'll put that up tonight as well. And then we'll go to a caller. There's Bob from Texas on the line, if Bob is there. Hello? Hello, Alan. Good to yes. hear you. Good to hear you, man. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing okay. Uh, uh, you know, we went through devastating fires here, and I sent you some video of that. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of getting on our feet from that. And I, I've yeah. been trying to post things and, and um, try, you know, trying to tell people that these things are, are uh, controlled by the weather. You know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having such drastic fires if, if the drought, these drought mm-hmm. conditions didn't exist. We've got, we've got a town here. We've got counties in Texas that are, uh, uh, they can't even water their livestock. That's yeah. because, you know, a lot of the water is running off. Uh, rice farmers are not being able to get their water. Uh, they're having their water cut from the uh, lower Colorado River Authority. Uh, you know, so these these sort of things, and, you know, people are starting to wake up. They're seeing this in, in, with the chemtrails. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, tied in, uh, and I'm telling you, people are wait, People are seeing that. They don't, they're, 
it's like they don't want to see it. They don't want to. You're, you're quite right, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I don't know, miracle that our house made it. Uh, Fifteen homes down here all got burned up. Uh, total devastation. And it's just, to me, it's it's almost like I, when I, I walked through it, the, the U.S. Forest Service, they, they let me sneak in here and uh, look at it while it was still smoldering to see yeah. if my house had made it. And I'm looking, I saw down, it, it looked like a war zone. Yes. And I, oh, yeah. the only thing I could think of was, I think of these countries that are being bombed mercilessly. Yeah. And how do these people feel, the refugees that have nothing to do, you know, with these people, these thugs that we put, mm -hmm. uh, I say we as in collective government as they yeah. see it, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, these thugs that are put into the dictators, they're, they're put in there to loot yeah. these countries for years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're the worst SOBs that's ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we decide, well, we've got to go in and get rid of these, these terrible people. That's right. Well, hell, they knew they were terrible to begin with. They put them in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they, and they created Al-Qaeda, too. That was a CIA operation. And, and suddenly they're bad. They're, they're, they're back at uh, shooting at each other. Then they're the best of pals again to get to invade another country. I mean, George Orwell said that. He says, who, who are we fighting today? East Asia, West Asia. They kept changing their, their size and their gun size. And then, <laughs> I, and then I, I heard something on NPR today coming from work. Te Texas, to me, has become the most police state of, of the United States. Yeah. You, you've got kids that are being charged for criminal offenses, uh, uh, you know, cr criminal records in school. Yes. You know, they're going, yeah. they're going before judges, you know, for skipping school, truancy, tardiness. So it's, it's, it's almost like they want to slam these kids down before they even get started. So they have no hope. So they turn in, they turn to a life of crime. Mm -hmm. That's what it's, and, you know, I, I don't know. To me, that, and then I'm looking at, I'm, I'm making several points here and I'm going all over the place because I hadn't talked to you in a while. The token strike in UK. Yeah. I mean, they let them strike a day. You know. That's right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, token strikes. You know. Yeah. But you really, the world. I'm not kidding you. The world is a circus now. Yes, and it is. And it gets away with it because we're so far. The people are so far gone. They're mind bombs uh, into fiction. You can't tell the difference now. And they, 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 really, it doesn't matter what happens in the world as long as it doesn't happen to them personally. Yeah, That's exactly. it. That's it. But thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I'm glad your house made it, though. And for Hamish from South Frontier, Canada is good night to me. Your God or your God's school with you.